Hello, hello, don't be shy. Come on, out to the closet. My name is Aaron, I'm standing right beside you. Figuratively, of course. If you're autistic like me, you have the right to experience freedom, a renewed mindset, and a voice you need in concerns for a safe environment, accommodations, and the right to live an abundant life. Out to the Closet is my attempt to advocate on your behalf to a planet who continues to learn about who we are as autistics. So gather around fellow autism and neurotypicals, and let's discuss autism freely. Out to the Closet, shedding light on the beauty of autism. This podcast is sponsored by Sustained Auti, a website dedicated to the financial independence of all autistics. While most autistic people look for a job, they'll lose employment they searched and worked hard to earn very quickly due to ableism and layoffs. This site was created so that autistics will be able to create a passive income or start an online business as they push towards financial freedom. Visit SustainedAuti.com for more details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first official episode of Out to the Closet. Allow me to introduce the quirky dude behind the voice in first person. My name's Aaron and I've been diagnosed with autism in May of 2002. I don't remember the official day or the psychiatrist's name and for privacy reasons I'd rather keep it that way. But Aaron, you're autistic. You should have a good memory. Actually, to be honest, I'm quite forgetful. Now, not exactly sure what we were just talking about here. Right, right, your podcast host. Well, I'm a shy autistic adult in his 30s. I graduated from college in interactive media arts with web design as a major and a minor in sound production. I'm married to a lovely neurotypical wife. I play retro video games for the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Sega Genesis. My other hobbies are composing my own digital music and content creation. I want to eventually become a digital nomad and support my wife while she's making crafts and writing a book about autistic characters. As you know, autism and neurodiversity are very complex subjects. So let's go ahead and start with something fun and positive. I call this the... One, two, three, four, question from the closet! Question from the Closet is a segment where I ask you, the podcast listener, a question about your experience with autism and then read out answers in the next episode. You can send me an answer via a comment to the corresponding post on Facebook or Instagram with a photo labeled or hashtag question from the closet. Let's start out with this question. If you could advocate for autism, how would you do it? Would you write music? Would you write a book? Would you handle pamphlets on the street like an evangelist? Would you do what I'm doing now and create a podcast? Would you code a video game about autism? Let me know via your comments on my Facebook page or the Instagram post with the hashtag, and I'll be more than happy to read your answers in the next episode. Now let's go over some current events with our news on the spectrum. Spectrum, where I cover one or two pieces of news that are relevant to the neurodiverse community. But before we get into the latest events, I'd like to talk about DreamHost. If you're looking to start your own website, you'll need reliable web space to host your information, blog posts, and pictures. The web space should also stay online 24-7 and have the option to give you a code-free experience when creating and advertising your content. 
If you want a return on investment, you will want to start with a lower price as well. If you sign up for DreamHost at SustainAuti.com, you'll be able to save $50 off your web hosting package while simultaneously supporting this podcast and SustainAuti.com. How cool is that, man? Sign up for a new website today at SustainAuti.com forward slash DreamHost. That's SustainAuti.com forward slash DreamHost. Sign up today and save $50 USD and get yourself a free unique .com domain name included with this package. This week a couple of important events transpired. The Trump administration is considering a proposal to study whether monitoring people with mental illnesses could prevent future violence. Bob Wright, the original founder of Autism Speaks in 2005, proposed the HARPA study to discover if technology like phones and smartwatches could be utilized to determine if someone is at risk to commit a violent crime. Rebecca Coakley, director of the Center for American Progress Disability Justice Initiative, wow, that is long, responded to the report saying the research already exists to tell us that mental illness does not predict gun violence. Growing gun violence is not the product of a disability or autism. Rather, it's a product of political inaction and cowardice tied to the unwillingness to reform how America interacts with guns. Increased monitoring surveillance and institutionalization of people with disabilities is not a research-based approach and has a real negative impact on people's lives. Mr. Trump has reiterated that recent mass shootings in the United States are connected to the country's mental health problems. The Trump administration is looking into various ideas to combat mass shootings. In more positive news, a woman in the UK has written a brutally honest account about being diagnosed with autism later in life in the hope that others will be able to get the help they need. Charlotte Amelia Poe, age 30, discovered she had the condition when she was 21 and has said that no one went back to the basics. She said her book, How to Be Autistic, would have changed her life if she had read it as a child. If I can help one person, then it's all been worth it, she said. In 2018, Miss Poe won the inaugural Spectrum Art Prize for her short video about being autistic, filmed in her bedroom. Judges praised it for being both bleak and beautiful. The self-taught artist said winning the award has opened up a new chapter. She said she hopes her book would prevent others from missing out on opportunities she felt she had missed out on because of her later diagnosis. She also says, I hope to create a discussion and a movement that allows for autistic people to be seen as equal and vital members of their communities, and as the unique and varied individuals they are. Thank you very much, Ms. Poe, for your continued work and activism. And that is today's News on the Spectrum. So as a first official podcast episode, it's more of a get-to-know-Aaron's-childhood kind of a deal. I was born in the 80s to a couple of Christian parents. While my mother was pregnant, a doctor had a serious chat telling my parents that I would have to be put through applied behavior analysis later in life. This doctor believed I would have problems socializing with other kids. He never used the word autism, but he did give my mom a chance to carry on with the pregnancy or abort. I guess God was actually with my parents that day because my mother made the conscious decision to let me live regardless of what would happen to me once I came out of the womb. After I was born, things seemed to go smoothly. Although my parents prayed every day that what the doctors told them would not be true, once I became older, they did notice a few problems. I didn't quote-unquote graduate from potty training until I was four years old. I spoke my first words when I was three and I already forgot what they were. 
Throughout school, I would hate it when kids played practical jokes on me and then say, just kidding. My reading comprehension was at a grade 3 level even through junior high school. That dramatically increased at 16 and a half years old. I would have trouble figuring out if a girl wanted to date me, and even worse, if they did, I didn't want physical contact, which later changed when I met the girl of my dreams eight years ago. When a teacher asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I answered, a Warner Brothers cartoon character. I never got any vaccinations more than twice a year. Most of the time, it was once a year, and on some occasions, I actually missed a year. This alone should prove vaccines do not cause autism, and that I was born with it. Sometimes I want to curse my neurology, but recently I decided to embrace the difference. And that's how it became a hot topic these days. In high school, I started writing music and was able to have the disc jockey of our high school dances get music played. Unfortunately, I kept having the DJs play the music almost a year after graduation from high school via student guest sponsorship, which eventually resulted in a restraining order. Since my parents thought there was something really wrong because of this event, they decided I should be diagnosed. It was in 2002 that I was diagnosed with Asperger's Syndrome, a now older term for ASD. Let's talk about ASD and autism itself. Here are some basics to go over. What is autism and how can you tell if someone is autistic? According to the Autism Self-Advocacy Network, not Autism Speaks by the way, autism along with Asperger's Syndrome is a neurological variation that occurs in about 1% of the population and is classified as a developmental disability. Although it may be more common than previously thought, it is not a new condition and exists in parts of the world in both children and adults of all ages. The terms autism and autism spectrum are often used to refer inclusively to people who have an official diagnosis on the autism spectrum or who self-identify with the autistic community. While all autistics are as unique as any other human being, they share some characteristics typical of autism in common. These characteristics involve the following. Different sensory experiences, such as sensitivity to light, noise, and hearing loud sounds as soft and soft sounds as loud. Being able to learn difficult subjects like calculus, but not being able to do certain daily tasks with precision, such as cutting cheese straight, or any other task that requires fluid intelligence. Focus deep thinking for subjects of interest such as music, computers, or simple things like wheels, trains, or characters and events of only one TV show that they love. Atypical or repetitive movements or speech including self-stimulatory behaviors such as teeth chattering, rocking, or flapping. Need for consistency, routine, and order. For example, holidays may be experienced more with anxiety than pleasure as they mean time off from school and the disruption of the usual order of things. People on the autism spectrum may take great pleasure in organizing and arranging items. Difficulties in understanding and expressing language as used in typical communication, both verbal and nonverbal. As adults, people with an autism spectrum diagnosis often struggle to use language to explain their emotions and internal state and to determine implications and body language in conversation which is not to say they do not experience and understand these things. And lastly, difficulties in understanding and expressing typical social interaction. For example, preferring parallel interaction or having delayed responses to social stimulus or inappropriate manner to the norms of a given social context. For example, not saying hi immediately after another person says hi. Most people on the autism spectrum display most of these characteristics while some autistics only show mild forms of each kind of behavior. 
Because each autistic person is different in terms of body makeup, DNA, how they react to different experiences based on the environment growing up, and the types of things they were taught in school and in the family household, the autism spectrum is vast enough to the point where diverse thinking and behavior isn't always predictable. Therefore, an adjective for a community that embraces the vastness of the spectrum is called neurodiversity. So you're probably wondering what got me started with autism and neurodiverse advocacy. Let's rewind to 2018. I was working outdoors and injured my back. Throughout the last year, I was struggling with sciatica and the pain was so bad that I couldn't even work or sit in front of a computer. I wallowed in self-pity, struggled with suicidal thoughts, and played video games all day. Standing up. Eventually, I started recording videos of my last will and testament because the suicidal thoughts were taking a toll on me. I took a course called Level It Up in November, which tested my skills and gave interview training, which turned out to be minor ABA. After figuring all this out through more research, I discovered a terrifying truth. I had to cut ties with Level It Up because the company had connections with Autism Speaks Canada. Let's move forward. In April, my wife and I realized we had no choice but to sell most of what we had, including our house. We weren't bringing enough money. I started researching about autism awareness because I felt there's no way to stand up for autistics in Canada, especially considering a lot of us were unemployed. I was wrong. While researching autism awareness, I came across many pages promoting neurodiversity, especially in places like the United States and England. They said things like, autism is a difference. Autism Speaks wants parents to mourn their autistic child. We don't need a cure. We need acceptance, not awareness. And things like, nothing about us without us. I chose to dig deeper. I wanted to learn more about how to embrace my neurology and how to take a stand for more accommodations for people like me. I feel that if people knew more about how autism can be accepted as a normal part of neurodiversity, more autistic people can work and support their spouses. If neurotypicals had more accessible knowledge about how to understand autistic response to different things and determine what they need in order to cope with the world around them, there would be no need to enforce behavior or compliance standards that are too high for autistics to achieve. More and more I started to see autistics sharing similar stories about not being able to find work and not being able to cope with the world around them. In June, my wife and I sold our house and we decided to dedicate everything we have to working in jobs that would add value to other people. And in my case, I've decided to sacrifice almost everything in order to advocate for neurodiversity. Without neurodiversity, there's no way our society is going to function. The more autistics come out of the neurological closet, the more work we have to do in order to ensure men and women on the spectrum are accepted into society. This isn't about a fashion movement or about an epidemic or an overdiagnosis. This is about making sure people, real people, people with a different neurology, people who can think, feel, love, and provide value to others are able to live full abundant lives and have every opportunity and an equal fighting chance to survive, to put food on the table, to socialize without fear of being hurt physically and emotionally, to work hard, and to play even harder. So, if you're on the spectrum, 
I understand if you feel like life has dealt you a bad hand. I just want you to know that I speak on your behalf and I still struggle with some of the things that you've gone through as well. I need you to know that there's hope. You don't have to walk through this life alone. Even if you have nobody, and this podcast is the only way for you to know that you're not alone in this, I hope it's helpful for you. Please don't let go. Please don't give up hope. Be brave. Speak up, even if you think no one will listen to you. Let those with power know what kind of accommodations you need. They have to know that you've been wronged or mistreated. There are kind people in this world who will listen, and they will be able to help you, and they will be able to accommodate you. There are good neurotypicals who will help you with no strings attached. Lastly, there are lots of autistic individuals online who will help you through what you're going through, because they're autistic themselves. Don't be afraid to ask them for help or support. We're here for you. We're here to make sure that life is bearable for you. We're here to make sure that you live life abundantly. Because everything's going to be alright in the end. If we continue to fight for you. If we continue to advocate for you. And your needs. That's the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. You can like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram at AaronAdvocacy204 or check out some of my articles on SustainedAuti.com. I also have a Twitter handle of AaronAdvocacy if you want to follow me there. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to leave a review through the podcast app that you found me through. My name is Aaron. Thank you very much for your time. Aw to the closet. And don't forget to add value to someone today. See you next week. Oh, 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 oh,